You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. The Lord just spoke to me now. There's coming a visitation. Raymond, your family. The Lord is going to visit your family. Yeah. You are going to testify. You testify soon. Amen. Yeah. It's real. I'm telling you. It's real. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, I believe. I believe in your power. I believe in your word. I believe in your work. Have your way in my life. Be glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. Should I preach this morning? Are you sure? I mean, this doctor just... I felt like coming to sit down and take my Bible... Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. No, but we give God the glory. Yes. It's, it's, it's amazing. We're going to see much more. Okay? We're going to see much more. Because this upgrade is actually supposed to upgrade the miracles. All right? So we're going to see more powerful manifestations. Okay? We're going to see more powerful manifestations. I want you to expect that. And... Um, we're going to experience God in ways we never imagined. Amen. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. There are things that have not even been mentioned in this land before that will be said about you. And sometimes, you see, when I make statements like that, what you need to do is to learn to receive. When I make declarations, you learn to receive. Okay? Learn to receive. Because some, I think it's, uh, yeah, some of these testimonies, Jane's testimony, she's, when I spoke about a blood transfusion, she received it. She received it. But you see, religion makes you to just listen. But you don't engage. And because you don't engage, you don't receive. And you don't receive, you don't experience. Then it's now dead religion. Okay? So when, when, when there is an anointing and there is a proclamation, learn to receive it. Amen. All right? If, if, if it resonates with you, just grab it. Amen. It's all by faith. Amen. It's all by faith. Just grab it and say, I receive that. That's for me. That's mine. Yeah. You take it like that, then it will be, it will be, uh, it will, it, it will manifest in your life. That's how Mary received. Yeah. When the angel came, when Gabriel came and spoke to her, she received it. She said, "Let it be to me, according to your word." Amen. She didn't just say, "Oh, wow, that sounds great." <laughs> no, she received it. So you have a part to play. You have a part to play in the manifestation of God's power. And the manifestation of God's word. You have a role to play. Don't be passive. Don't be passive. If you are passive, you will miss God. You're hearing everybody testifying, but you would not have any. And that's not your portion. Because there is a testimony for you. Are you getting me? Amen. Yeah. And I'm praying for you, praying for you, praying for you. If you're part of this church, you are dangerous. Amen. I'm telling you. Amen. There's something cooking. Amen. There's something cooking. And, and people won't recognize you anymore. Because the, the way your life will change. Mm. And the kind of things, the magnitude of God's operation in your life 
I'm telling you, it will be mind-blowing. Say upgrade. Upgrade. <laughs> you want an upgrade? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How do I get into this now? Hmm? I want to share with you. I call this uh, the upgraded heart. Okay? The heart needs to be upgraded. <laughs> that is that is the that is a major hardware. <laughs> Needs an upgrade. We need a, a, a heart upgrade. Because there are things that God wants to download. You know, the heart is, has to be conditioned to handle what God wants to do. Okay? The heart is important. It is so important that uh, God will never ignore your heart. He pays more attention to your heart than to other aspects, other things that you do. Lucia was saying that, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, how did she put it? Some people might not sing well. Huh? But it's their heart. Huh? Yeah. It's the heart God listens to. So he doesn't just listen to the sound of your voice. It's not the pitch. It's the heart. So if the voice, if the pitch is there, but in the heart there's no pitch. It's a problem. It's a problem. Amen? It is a problem. So, it's important that we pay attention, pay close attention to our hearts and what is going on within. What is going on within. And I'm going to show you from the scriptures how your heart can determine what God does in your life. Yeah, it's the condition of your heart is so important. That's what is going to determine now, we are trusting God for manifest, certain manifestations, but we need to condition our hearts to be able to, to, to receive those things. There's a kind of download that we want. Okay? There's a kind of download that we want, but the heart is important. And that we must not overlook. The Bible says, keep your heart with all diligence. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it, what? The, it flows the issues of life. For out of it are the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence. In other words, pay close attention to what is going on in your heart. Pay, pay close attention. Many people don't pay attention to what's going on in their heart. Okay? Somebody came out and testified. How did you receive that testimony? You know, your heart condition will determine how you receive that testimony. Okay? Yeah. Or the word of God is coming. How are you receiving it? It's, this, it's your heart condition that will determine how you handle the word of God. What you do with the word of God. It's your heart condition that will determine whether or not you are going to be productive. So you see there, Proverbs 4.23. Keep your heart with all diligence. And when it comes to, when you, when you talk about diligence, diligence speaks of hard work. Have you ever seen a lazy, diligent person? No. No. You won't find any. If he's diligent, if you say this person is diligent, that means that person is conscientious, that person is hardworking, yeah. that person is consistent. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. There are certain qualities that go with diligence. So he's saying keep your heart with all diligence. Why? For out of it spring the issues of life. 
the issues of life. And that's why if you study the life of Jesus, you find that Jesus preserved his heart so well. He paid close attention to his heart. He didn't allow anything to affect his heart. He didn't. And he gave us great insight in, in, in the parable of the sower um, in Mark chapter 4. Let's, let's start from there, Mark chapter 4. I don't know how much the Lord will allow us to cover this morning, but uh, let's, let's, let's look at Mark chapter 4. In Mark chapter 4, for the sake of time, I don't want to read too much, but you know the story about the parable of the sower, right? And then we see different kinds of um, heart condition or different kinds of ground that the seed was sown. All right? He says in verse 3, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside. So the wayside is a kind of heart. It's a heart condition. It's a kind of heart. And, and then it says, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Okay? Some fell on stony ground. That's also another kind of heart. They fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth. And immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. So, in other words, <clears throat> when the word was sown on the stony ground, it didn't take long for it to spring up. It sprang up quickly. <clears throat> it's different from when you dig and then you sow something. Yeah. This one is on top. So it sprang up quickly. All right? But then... When the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. This is what is happening in the lives of people. Okay? Withered away. And then he says, and some seed fell among thorns. That's also a heart condition. It's a kind of heart. Right? Thorny heart. He says, and the thorn, thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. So there's a heart that yields no crop. Doesn't matter what you sow in it, it yields no crop. And that's why we need an upgrade in our hearts. Check your life and say, am I yielding crop? <laughs> what kind of heart do I have? What kind of heart? Because the kind of crop you produce is an indication of the kind of heart you have. Okay? It says, and then some... Okay. Uh, sorry, verse 8. It says, But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up. Okay? You notice that most of them, they spring up. The other one, he sprang up. But the sun, you know, the challenges of life destroyed it. External forces. <laughs> and the sun, this is natural. There are just some natural challenges that come. But you find that some people can't stand it. It's just, it's just natural. Why would you want to live without the sun? But you see, the heart, there is a heart that hates that which is natural, which is a normal process of nature. But it, 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 it can't bear it. So certain things, life, certain, life happens. Are you following me? Life happens. There are certain things you cannot avoid. You can't avoid to be challenged. 
Okay? You can't. You can't avoid to be tempted. Can you? No matter how even Jesus was tempted, who are you not to be tempted? If you are not tempted, that means you are greater than Jesus. Are you greater than him? If he was tempted, get ready to be tempted. Huh? If he was persecuted, get ready to be persecuted. If he was falsely accused, get ready to be falsely accused. These are normal. There's nothing unusual about being falsely accused. Don't have a victim mentality. It's normal. Touch your neighbor and say it's normal. It's normal. Yeah. So, but your ability to handle that is determined by the kind of heart you have. Yeah. Say, God help us. All right. So, the one on good ground sprang up, just like the one on stony ground sprang up. And the one on thorny ground sprang up. They all sprang up. But the difference is this. The one on good ground sprang up, right? And then what? It increased. Somebody say increase. increase. Can you see? It went further than springing up. It now increased. It increased. And then, not only did it increase, it produced. Somebody say produced. produced. Yeah, it produced. So there are some hearts that are conducive for increase. And there are some that are not. There are some hearts that are productive. But some hearts are not. And that's why we need an upgrade. I need an upgrade. I don't know about you. I want to be, I want to increase more. I want more to spring up. And I want more, I want to increase. And I want to be more productive. Amen? Amen. Or are you satisfied with where you are? I'm not satisfied. Hmm? I'm not satisfied. There are some things that are going on behind the scenes. I'm telling you that we're, we're, you know, there are some things happening behind the scenes. By the time it comes to the fall, my oh my, <laughs> you will see and say, yeah, there was really an upgrade. Yeah. So the heart is the valve through which things are regulated in your life. So it's vital. You pay attention to it. Don't ignore it. Some people pay more attention to their face than their heart. Yeah. Some pay more attention to their weight than their heart. Come on, just look straight. Nobody will know you are the one. Nobody will know I'm talking about you. Just say, Pastor, you mean people are like that? Yes, there are some people like that. Huh? Yeah. Some people pay more attention to their wardrobes than to their hearts. Yeah. Touch someone and say, your, your, your heart is more important than your wardrobe. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. There are things that are more important. You need to, don't, don't mix the priorities. Hmm? You must have the right order of preference. Your heart first. Your heart first. Your heart first. There are things God cannot do. The reason
he cannot do is because the heart will not allow him to. Although he wants to, but he cannot. Why? He cannot violate his word. He cannot violate his principle. And he is a God of integrity. The integrity of his word abides forever. And so God will honor his word. And he will wait until our hearts are in the right condition. Before he can do what he wants to do. So you can pray from now till Jesus comes. If you don't address the heart, you are not ready. Say, Lord, I need an upgrade. I need an upgrade. Yeah. So the heart is important. Nobody, even the devil, is also after your heart. Yeah, the devil is after your heart, in case you don't know. The devil cannot use you if he doesn't get your heart. He needs your heart in order to use you. Yeah. Look at what Jesus says in the book of Matthew chapter 15, verse 18. He says, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come from where? From the heart, and they defile a man. Okay? Then the next verse, he says, for out of the heart proceed what? Evil thoughts. Where do they come from? From the heart. So somebody cannot plan evil if it is not in his heart. Is that correct? So Satan cannot use someone if he cannot get the person's heart. And that's why you need to guard your heart with all diligence. You see, because Satan is after it. And God has given us the advice. He's, he's, he has advised us and he's saying to Hey, keep your heart. Keep your heart. Why? Because he has seen. You know, it sounds to me similar to what he told Adam in the garden. He put Adam in the garden and he says to him, he says to him to tend and to keep it. Okay? To keep the garden. And if you study your Bible, you find that in Genesis chapter um, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, in chapter 3, verse 1, it says that the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. Okay? So the serpent was not in the garden. The serpent was in the field. So God says, keep the garden. Guard it. Keep it. If he had kept it, the serpent would not have had access. Yeah, he would not have come into the garden. Because Adam would have said, what are you doing here? You don't belong here. Come on, go back to the field. Are you getting me? So, but he didn't. So serpent comes in. And then not only that, he begins to engage his wife. And Adam is looking. So he didn't keep his garden. And now, the serpent is in. If you don't keep your garden, right now your garden is your heart. Amen. If you don't keep your garden, the serpent will come in. The serpent will come in. He did it before. He's doing it every day today. He will come in. Alright? So, yeah, okay. The serpent was... More subtle than every beast of the field. In other words, it was more cunning. Satan looked for an animal that is more convincing. More convincing. And he found, he assessed all of them and he saw that the serpent is the most convincing. Then he possessed the serpent. And, and he got the serpent's permission, by the way, because or else God would not have judged the serpent. If the serpent didn't say, yeah, you can come in. You can use me. Another story. Anyway, back to Matthew. Yeah, so you see, out, for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders. 
So in other words, you cannot kill somebody until your heart has received something. Amen? And then adultery, it cannot happen until your heart receives something. Are you following? Yes. Fornication, it cannot happen until your heart receives something. So Satan, is, he wants to downgrade your heart. He wants your heart to get down to the level of the ground where the serpent is. That's why the serpent doesn't walk up. Thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies, all these things come from the heart. Okay? So, Jesus is bringing our attention to how important the heart is. The heart, the heart, the heart. Lord, I need a miracle. What's in your heart? What's in your heart? Is what in your heart is the, is the content or the configuration of your heart repelling a miracle? Or is it attracting a miracle? Yes? Lord, bless me, bless me. Is it attracting a blessing? Or is it attracting a curse? It matters. Make no mistake about it. It matters. What you allow in your heart. It matters more than you think. Amen? You know, there was a time, and that's why religion is so bad, because religion doesn't pay attention to the heart. It pays attention to the outward. Outward appearance. You say, look at her. Look at how she's, 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 she's painted her, her, her fingers. Huh? No, I'm using my wife because I don't want to offend anybody. I know she, she, she's... Yeah, yeah. So religion will come and look and say, and they say they are Christians. That's religion. If you look at the next verse, in fact, verse 20, let's look at verse 20. These are the things which defile a man, but what you eat, uh, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. These guys, they were, if you read from verse 1, you'll see that they, these guys were complaining that the disciples ate, they didn't wash their hands. And it was not for hygienic reasons. It's not hygienic washing of hands. There was a ceremonial washing of hands. So imagine you are hungry, you come to eat, then you now have a start a ceremony. Huh? I don't know what the ceremony is, but it's a long one. It's a long process. Huh? We, yeah, we need to wash this one first. Then we go rinse, then we come back, second wash, then, you know, then we do this, we say this, uh, this prayer, and then we wash, then we say this psalm, then we wash, then... <laughs> By that time, the food has forgotten <laughs> that it is supposed to be eaten. <laughs> yeah. So, Jesus comes with his disciples and they just, oh, Father, we give you thanks. And then they start eating. So, these guys, how can you just eat like that? <laughs> so, they were paying attention to the outward. And then Jesus says, you guys are missing the point. It is the heart. Somebody say the heart. It's the heart. That is where the defilement comes from. Yeah. That's where, you know, hypocrisy. That's where murder. That's where unforgiveness. That's where bitterness. That's where jealousy. That's where anger. That's where adultery. That's where lust. It's all in the heart. Amen. 
It's in the heart. It's not in the fingers. It's in the heart. That's why you will never hear us preach in this place to say, oh, you need to dress like this. We don't have a dress code. You understand? If you like to go naked, it's up to you. Yeah, it's up to you. But you will know that it's not heavenly. Yeah. It's not heaven. You, you don't dress to seduce. Because if you dress to seduce, who are you attracting? Because you cannot attract an angel that way. Am I correct? Yeah, you can't attract an angel that way. You will attract a demon. Yeah, it's a demon you will attract. An angel won't be attracted like that. You, you think if you dress like that, I'll look and say, who? No ways. I'll look at you and say, oh, God have mercy. This one needs deliverance. This one, has, I'll, I'll look and say, this one has, this one is worse than Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene only had seven demons. This one, I don't know how many. Yeah. So some people, you, you, you look at the world. You, you, think you, you, you think when you look at them, and you think you can learn from them. They should learn from you. They should learn from you. Be decent. The Bible talks about modesty. Be modest. Be decent. Hmm? Amen? Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Where did we get? <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> Outward appearance. <laughs> That's why Jesus called them whitewash. <laughs> you know, Jesus was serious. <laughs> he says they are sepulchers full of dead men's bones. Huh? You take care of the outside of the cup. But the inside, you don't bother about it. And yet you have to drink with it. How do you do that? If you are the one, will you? You go to a restaurant, the thing is looking sparkling, shining. Then you look inside, you see, you know, some stuff. You see mold inside. And then they're coming to pour. Will you drink it? So why do you want God to do? To, to? Why should God pour into a molded heart? Why? Is he a fool? He's not. He won't. Hallelujah. He won't. So if we are going to move, if we are going to attract heaven, there's a kind of heart that attracts heaven. That's the point I'm trying to make. There's a kind of heart that will attract creative miracles. There's a kind of heart that will attract God himself. Look at Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. In the in the uh, the beatitudes, that's what the theologians call it. The beatitudes, in other words, the be attitudes, the attitudes to be. Okay, that's why it's called beatitudes. <laughs> it says, "Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven." These are all different heart conditions. They're all different heart conditions. Poor in spirit, that means you see how bankrupt you are spiritually. You need to be aware of your spiritual bankruptcy without Christ. Okay? You need to be aware of that. It says, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. In other words, if you are going to attract the kingdom of heaven, this is the kind of heart. Are you getting it? This is the kind of heart that will attract heaven. We say, Father, we embrace heaven. Heaven, come down. 
and God is looking inside. What's the poor in spirit? Is a heart? Is this person poor in spirit? And, and poor in spirit is not talking about poverty, but it's, it's a condition. It's a, God bless you, brokenness. You know? In Psalm 51, I think it's verse 12 or 17, where he says, a broken and a contrite heart he will not despise. Huh? Yeah? Is that it? Oh, 17. Yeah, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. Hallelujah? A broken and a contrite heart. These, oh God, you will not despise. So it's a heart condition. The poor in spirit, it's a heart condition. That is the heart condition that attracts heaven, not hell. So there are certain heart conditions that attract hell. But this is a heart condition that attracts heaven. Can you see that? Amazing, right? Yeah. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. I don't want to dwell on that. Look at, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. How many people want to inherit the earth? Huh? You want to inherit lands. Come on, you want to inherit properties. You want to in- inherit vineyards that you did not plant. Houses you didn't build. Real estate. That's the kind of heart that is required. Can you see why you need, we need to upgrade? So an upgrade, an upgrade of heart here is, is a heart that is meek. And you know what meekness is? It's not weakness. Many people think weak, meekness is weakness. Actually, meekness is strength under control. Power. It's like Jesus, learn of me. I am meek and lowly of heart. That's what Jesus said, isn't it? I am meek. You know what? He has all power, but he's able to control it. I'm meek. So the Bible is saying if you are meek, you can inherit the earth. In other words, the, <laughs> the good of the land is for the meek. It's for the meek. That's why I'm, I'm going to inherit things in this nation. If you don't have any choice, it's not... It's not Yeah, because I've already sorted it out with the owner of the nation himself. Hallelujah. Did you hear me? I've sorted it out with the owner of the nation. Yeah, he owns the the whole world. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It's, It's not a political statement. So... Minister of Home Affairs, uh, Presidency, uh, who else? Uh, Minister of Settlement, Human Settlement, Minister of Land and Development. Yeah, they are just there to help organize things. (laughs) Yeah, you better tap into it. Yeah. Yeah, you better tap into it. Yeah, that, that is the mindset you need to have. Why? Because you have decided to be meek. So, you will inherit. So, there are certain b- blessings. There are certain blessings that will just come your way easily. Because of the heart you have. And then some people will be chasing and chasing and it will be dodging them. <laughs> And they wonder what's happening. It's the heart condition. I'm telling you, it's the heart. These things are real. 
Hallelujah. So if we're going to take on nations, we need a meek heart. Do you understand? That's why God will give us Malawi. Why? Because of the meekness of heart. We need, we, need to, we, need to, we need to begin to take the word of God and apply it literally. Religion will try to spiritualize everything. But this is for real, man. We have a lot to inherit in the nations. But we need a meek heart. So, don't look at the world to learn how to, con how to condition your heart. Because <laughs> that's the wrong... Uh, that's a, yeah, the word I'm looking for is, is not coming. Okay, maybe it's not important. Okay, look at, let's skip down, skip down, um, skip down, look at verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall what? See do you need any other, do you need any special exegesis about that one? Hmm? Do you, need an, do you need an expert to confuse you about this? Isn't this straightforward? It's simple, right? Blessed are the pure in heart. For what? They shall see God. Do you want to see God? That's the kind of heart. That's the kind of heart. Want to see God. And this is not talking about seeing God when you die. Because that's what religion does. It puts everything to the future. By and by, when the morning comes. No, no, no. It's not by and by. Now! You can see God now! Pastor, but the Bible says no man can see God. So is Jesus lying? If Jesus says this, doesn't it mean that you don't understand that statement that he told Moses? And at the time he told Moses, Jesus had not come. Nobody can see my face and live. Jesus had not yet come. Jesus has now come. He has shed his blood. He has torn the veil. And he has made a new and living way. By which we can enter in. So now you can see God. Moses couldn't. You can. But the pure heart is what is required. It's what is required. The pure heart. You have a problem with that? No, but uh, you know, this pure heart thing is so difficult in this generation. God knew what we would face before He wrote that scripture. Amen. So there's a kind of purity. Say, Lord, purify my heart, so that I can see You. And he's not saying that you have to be perfect. Do you understand, do you understand what I'm saying? The purity of heart is not the same as perfection. Yeah. You just need to have pure motives. You need, to, you, need, you need not to accommodate hatred in your heart. You need not to accommodate evil in your heart. You just need to ensure that your heart does not accommodate anything satanic. Amen. Let it be pure. Let it be heavenly. Amen. Amen. So our hearts must be upgraded. Amen. I want to see God. I don't know about you. I want to see God. Oh, well, I saw him the other time. There is something you have not seen yet. You need to see him again Amen. so that you can see what you never saw. Yes. 
God is real. Amen? Amen. I believe that the things we are pressing in for, God is saying to us, if you can take care of your heart, I will do more. More and more than you can imagine. Let me show you another heart condition. Should I? There's something the Bible says about Solomon. The Bible says that God gave Solomon largeness of heart. Trying to locate that. God gave Solomon largeness of heart. Can you help me find that? Oh, four. Okay, I was in. All right, all right. Four twenty-nine. Four twenty-nine. So you see, you see here, what is happening here is that God blesses Solomon, right? Solomon has an experience in which God asks him, "What do you want?" He says, give me an understanding heart to be able to rule your people. Give me wisdom. Right? And God was so impressed. Now verse 29, it says, And God gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding. Alright? And then he says, And largeness of heart like the sand on the seashore. Now, this heart condition is a heart condition that brings abundance, that attracts abundance. <coughs> Largeness of heart. And it's not the medical condition of, you know, that the, 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 the doctors will tell you that this is bad, right? If your heart is enlarged. But spiritually speaking, if your heart is enlarged, it's a good thing. Amen. Largeness of heart. So you pray and say, Lord, enlarge my heart. Amen. Why? So that I can receive abundance. Amen. We're in the season of abundance, but yet we're not walking in abundance. Could it be our hearts? Could it be because of our hearts? So, because he had largeness of heart, like the sun on the seashore, the wisdom could not be measured. The wealth could not be measured. You know, up till date, nobody has been as rich as Solomon. Since that time, all these Bill Gates and all these people that were celebrating, Warren Buffett and so on, they are not even close. All of them combined are not even close to Solomon. It was largeness of heart. Yeah. Because when your heart, when God, when, when your heart is upgraded to a point where it is large enough, then you can handle abundance. So if you can sort this out, you'll never be broke again for the rest of your life. We're supposed to lend to nations. Is that not what the Bible says? Amen. Yeah, we are to lend to nations. Huh. So in other words, a country should come to me to ask for help. So I'm going to IMF. They should come to me. Yeah, but you see, you can't wrap that around your mind because you know, it, is, it needs a major upgrade. 
Needs a major upgrade. So you are still struggling with food to, to where your next meal is coming from. Meanwhile, God is saying, look, this is, this is where I've ordained for you. As it is in heaven, so let it be in your life. Nobody in heaven is broke. So you shouldn't be broke. Amen? Amen? Now, if you are broke, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you are cursed. No, no. It just means you need an upgrade. Amen. Yeah, that's just what it means. It, we, how many people need an upgrade? Let me see. Come on. You need? Aha. Uh-huh, you see? So we need an upgrade. Let's be honest with ourselves. We need an upgrade. I need an upgrade. Huh? There's a property we saw. If, if we didn't, if we didn't, uh, in fact, we should just write the check, you know. We're talking to these people, then, hey, you know, this is, give us for this amount. No, 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 no. They're asking for how many millions? 15 million. We're already thinking beyond this place, in case you don't know. Hello? Yeah, we're thinking beyond this place. So don't camp here. <coughs> we have moved. Amen. Hallelujah. Spiritually, we have moved. Amen. This place is expiring. Amen. Say it's time for upgrade. Uh, yeah, so we have to move. You know? But when we look at this, hey, this is just good. This is right. This is beautiful. This is what they're asking for. I say, oh God, you know, this is not much. If I can lend to nations. Have you ever seen a nation struggling with 16 million? Ah, Even the poorest. The poorest of them. I don't know which one is the poorest now. But they cannot. Struggle with that. So God, enlarge our hearts. Enlarge our hearts. Increase our capacity. Our capacity to receive. Our capacity to handle abundance. Hallelujah. Because if your heart is not enlarged and abundance is given to you, it can destroy you. It can destroy you. But it won't destroy you. Because God is upgrading. Upgrading our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. I think I need to stop here. I've said enough. Time is gone. Hallelujah. Do you want the Lord to upgrade? Why don't we stand up on our feet? Say, Lord, I need an upgrade. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.